Generation Church, based in the beautiful Rex Theater in the heart of downtown Pensacola, Florida. Our hope is that today's teaching will encourage and equip you to be firm in faith, to fulfill the call of God in your life, and to finish well. Grab your Bible, open up your notes app, and let's dive in. Acts chapter 8. It's a story uh, that points us to the power of baptism. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Rise and go toward the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert place. And he rose and went, and there was an Ethiopian, a eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning, seated in his chariot. He was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the Spirit said to Philip, Go over and join this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, Do you understand what you are reading? And he said, How can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the passage of the scripture that he was reading was this, like a sheep he was led to the slaughter and like a lamb before its shearer is silent so he opens not his mouth in his humiliation justice was denied him who can describe his generation for his life is taken away from the earth and the eunuch said to philip about whom i ask you does the prophet say this about himself or about someone else then philip opened his mouth and beginning with this scripture he told him the good news about jesus and as they were going along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, See, here's water. What prevents me from being baptized? And he commanded this chariot to stop. And they both went down into the water, Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away. And the eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. It's a beautiful story about someone, an Ethiopian, who encounters Jesus and decides to get baptized. And the reason why I'm reading this story is that so often we go through the motion in church uh, life where we go through, you know, one baptism to the next and we forget the power behind that decision. And here we have someone who we don't really know if he was a convert to Ju Judaism or if he was just seeking God. He's by himself on his chariot trying to make sense of the prophet Isaiah until God sends Philip to proclaim to him the good news about Jesus Christ. And I love his question, a very simple question. How can I understand all this unless someone guides me? And then Philip tells him the good news about Jesus and Bren, who is going through water baptism this morning, probably asked herself this question, how can I make sense of all that the scripture is telling me unless someone guides me? And baptism is not just in, an individual uh, decision. It's a communal act of faith where the community of faith is supporting, is affirming, is encouraging, is praying for the person who is going through water baptism. We believe that it's more than just a symbol where we do something a little more fancy in church. No, it is a something that's a declaration, a, a, a powerful act of faith that declares to all um, 
all the spiritual forces in the world. Today is the day my life belongs to Jesus. My life is marked by the blood of Jesus. And often when I have someone who uh, comes to me and wants to get baptized, I always read them, uh, read them this passage in Romans chapter 6, and I'm going to read it to you briefly. Romans chapter 6, because it tells us really wonderfully what this whole baptism thing is uh, about being identified in the death and the resurrection of Jesus. We read in verse 2, By no means, how can we who die to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. So someone who is going in the water is identifying uh, themselves to the death of Christ, saying, I choose to bury my old life, my old self. All of that will be buried down the water. I die with Christ and I, raise, I rise with Him in the newness of life. And of course, people who get baptized have experienced this. They have been born again. Uh, baptism doesn't save them, but it marks something crucial in the spiritual walk, what is a spiritual act that will also encourage them and uh, bring them forward in their relationship with Jesus. Thanks for hanging out with us at Generation. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at Generation Pensacola or go to the website at generationpensacola.com and from wherever you download your podcasts. If today's teaching impacted you, We'd love to hear about it, so please drop us a note.